From Elon Musk to politicians across the globe, it seems that everyone is talking about one particular thing, artificial intelligence. And there is a reason for this. AI has the capability to change our lives in ways we never even thought was possible. So regulating it becomes pretty important. But how do we go about it? Hello and welcome to the BL Podcasts. I am Nivedita Varadarajan. When it comes to regulating AI, there are several issues at play. There are questions of ownership, copyright and even transparency. How can we regulate AI to ensure that these concerns are addressed? In today's podcast, I have with me Bharadwaj Jay Shankar, who is a partner at Indus Law, to help us understand these concerns and how they can be addressed successfully. Thank you so much for joining us, Bharadwaj. Hi, Nivedita. Thank you for having me. So there are actually a lot of debate when it comes to regulating AI. And when I was researching about the topic, I came across three or four such debates. AI usually uses information from various sources. So who actually owns the content or the output? So thanks, Nivedita. I think that's a good starting point to this entire question, which is quite a gray area. I think a lot of it depends on the level of human interaction or human intervention involved in the underlying algorithm. Because at its very base, for any AI tool, there is a basic training set and data set, which is usually written by a human programmer. There are instances where one can differentiate between human intervention and AI-generated content. In some cases, you can't make that distinguishment. So it is not an easy question to answer. By and large, under copyright law, if an employee creates algorithms for the purposes of an AI tool, the employer becomes the automatic first owner. So there are simple solutions that the law provides. I think where it can become a little complex is if one company alleges another company has copied its AI tool, in which case to determine ownership and to what extent the AI tool has generated its own algorithm. I think that's where the ownership issue becomes a little complicated. Under Indian law, there is no express provision or express recognition that an AI tool can be deemed to be a creator of a work or an inventor of a patent application. In fact, there is an example where an IP lawyer had co-created a copyrightable work with the help of an AI tool, and the AI tool was listed as a co-author. Initially, the Copyright Office allowed it, which would have suggested that Indian law recognizes an AI tool to be an owner, but subsequently it was returned. So there does seem to be some level of confusion because the law does not really give a guidance on whether an AI tool can be termed to be a person or an artist under the definition of the Copyright Act. So there is a bit of a conundrum around this, but I think the baseline is to understand the level of human intervention involved. So there's also a problem of plagiarism that comes about. If multiple users are using a same AI tool, like ChatGPT, for example, the results that comes out of it is bound to be similar. How will IP and plagiarism work in this place then? Yeah, so I think with uh, specific uh, regard to chat GPT, you know, the terms and conditions make it quite clear that the input is owned by the user and the output is assigned to the user. Now, this obvious issue, like you very rightly said, is we don't know from where the content has been sourced from to put it together. So there is definitely a threat of plagiarism involved. And there are enough instances in the field of IP where plagiarism has been taken to court. 
I would say that it is imperative that even if you are relying on ChatGPT or any of these AI tools to generate content, it is important to be a little careful and perhaps rephrase it in your own words while borrowing ideas from ChatGPT and similar tools. There is no copyright infringement if you rely on someone else's idea. It is how you express it. So there are definitely threats on plagiarism. One just has to be careful about it. Does the answer lie in finding out where the source material comes from and for the end user to also know where the source material is or what the source material is? It could be in Vedita, but one challenge is how do you determine where and what is the source material, right? So I don't know from where all ChatGPT has relied on to put the output together. So in some cases, it may be easier to determine source. So for example, if I write an article without the help of an AI tool, Hmm. I broadly know what my sources are. And I can attribute it as well in terms of source credit. So with an AI tool, a user may never have access to the data sets that it has. So it then becomes a lot more difficult. Now, if it does go to court, sometimes the person who's controlling the AI tool may themselves not know because the machine has learned on its own. It's an AI-generated algorithm that's constantly learning. So I think determining source can be a bit of an issue for platforms like ChatGPT, simply because of the number of sources they may have. When the entire internet is your source, what is the way to figure out where exactly any AI tool is getting their information from? I would say to the extent that you are relying on credited platforms and credited articles and known platforms, I think it's okay to give credit to it. But I think when you're relying on AI-enabled content... I think it's important just to take a step back, look at the content and probably rephrase it on your own just to be on the safe side. Okay. So what if it's the other way? When you're a creator and your work is being used by AI to make another work and you're not being credited. If you're an artist and you're doing graphic designing and there are lots of AI which do this now, right? Lots of apps which create graphic design. So they will be using any source which is potentially already there on the internet. The artist is potentially losing revenue because their copyright is infringed. So what can artists do to protect themselves? So in fact, Nivedita, there are quite a few cases from around the world where Mm. artists have sued AI platforms precisely for this reason. So even if you look at DALI, I can use DALI and take an artist's existing work, potentially play around with it, create a derivative work without their permission and start to commercialize it and make money at the artist's expense. There have been cases and there are cases where artists are taking this seriously. In fact, I do think that one of the largest communities who may get affected by AI are the artist community. As a painter, for example, I would put enormous amounts of man hours and effort to produce a painting for which I get rewarded in terms of, you know, someone buying it, the potential of being, you know, getting credit for it for the rest of my life. But as an AI said, I can reproduce 100 identical reproductions of that painting at no cost. So if you look at that, the amount or the magnitude of harm that can be caused to the artist community is quite high, which is why it is nice to see that artists are standing up for themselves and taking platforms and holding them to account. 
AI can only work with whatever information they already have. And if the information which they have is biased, it's going to reflect in their output also, in its output also. Uh, one study which I read was about how AI is giving poorer results for African-American men when it comes to cases. It's convicting them more often for cases like drug offenses and all because the court system in the US has a bias there. I'm sure every legal system and every system in the world has their own bias. How will we remove bias from AI? Well, that's a great question, uh, Nivedita. In fact, some of the examples that you cited are, are very real-world examples, right? There was even an example of a recruitment tool that Amazon was using, which they had to pull back on because they found bias. I think the challenge lies with the person who is doing the basic training set and data set at a human programmer level. Now, if there is bias that is introduced at that stage, then that's going to be one of the parameters that the AI tool is going to use to continue to learn and develop itself. So, I think it is important to understand the tool a little bit better. In the context of IP, in a hypothetical scenario, if someone creates a malicious AI tool with a bias to copy someone else's code or algorithms, then it becomes a very relevant, a very relevant fact to sort of take into account. While there are enough instances of bias, like you said, from an IP perspective, I think it is important that, like I said, to understand the nature of the source code and understand the nature of the algorithm and what is the harm it is causing and whether the harm that is being caused, can it be linked to a certain bias? Because in the context of IP, there are fairly commercial motives behind that particular algorithm. So bias is definitely a factor to take into account. So the last debate is of regulating AI itself, regulating the whole world of AI. So recently, Elon Musk and many others came out and said that the race to develop AI system is out of control. And they said that we should hit a pause, hit a pause on training AI. We are always struggling to uh, regulate social media, which has been there for decades now. How big of a problem will it be to regulate AI seeing that the whole AI e ecosystem is much bigger than social media? Look, in my view, it is very difficult to put limits on AI because it is purely driven by different companies with different objectives. So OpenAI, for example, they have a more social orient towards chat GPT in terms of making it available for everyone. But most AI tools are driven by a company objective and it may be difficult for regulators to put limits on that. If we are having conversations in terms of regulating AI and regulating the limit that's being given to AI, fundamentally, we need to understand how do we classify AI as a person under law? And that's not just an IP debate. It has several facets to it, including, let's say, tax implication, including regulatory implication, including financial implications as well. While it is, it is fairly easy to talk about regulating AI, I think the fundamental question is to understand the nature of AI and whether it can be recognized under law. Now, that being said, again, there are cases from the US from the UK, where private entities are going after AI platforms to try and regulate the dissemination of or the misuse of copyrighted content. So right now, it seems that a way to limit the training of AI is to take the help of court, is to go to court. Instances, it may be easier to try and get a judgment to limit the operation of an AI tool. In some cases, it may not. But that's a backhand way of doing it. So that means that we are running off after running behind the incident and we are not ahead of it. Will that cause problems? Because every judgment 
is related to a particular case and context matters right so how will that work no undoubtedly you're right because at any given point of time law is playing catch up with technology it is not that easy to write legislation or to amend legislation when we don't have a full grasp of what the technology is capable of it is possible that by the time we come down to writing legislation around regulating ai there may be new developments in the field of ai that may render some portions of the written law as redundant or difficult to enforce and given the fact that there are there seem to be no legislations in the world or no country in the world that seems to be taking a lead on this it is a bit of a wait and watch and react approach now that being said the indian government has sort of called out for a separate recognition of ai rights and potentially having an ai law sometime in the few days so there are talks about regulating it and taking a front foot approach so just to give you an example uk copyright law recognizes that a computer or a computer program can be an author of a copyrighted work which is a step in the right direction at least to try and give some sort of recognition us for example has a contrary view so everyone is sort of waiting to watch to see which regulator or which country moves first to try and put some guardrails in place till then it has to be a bit of a wait and watch or a whack a mole approach so that is similar to what we are doing for our data protection we all kind of waited till somebody does something and it was the eu which did something first and now we are all for framing laws similar to what the european union did is it going to be something similar like that well if we put it in that context there are several eu countries which have taken a view that ai cannot be an author or an inventor in the context of an ai on the other hand uk is not part of eu but within the larger european continent it has definitely taken this view that there is some recognition attributable so i think one just has to wait and watch to see what happens but it's not as easy as it sounds in terms of putting a legislation in place simply because there are a lot of issues to navigate through both on the ip and non ip side one common criticism of ai is that its system is inherently opaque how should lawmakers tackle this should lawmakers make changes in the law in such a way that it makes it possible for people to get access to the system nivedita it would cause some ip issues because companies quite vehement in terms of protecting their algorithms and source code because for many of the tech driven platforms the whole juice of their invention lies in these algorithms and codes so if we have a law that mandates that it has to be disclosed it's going to be met with a lot of resistance it's also important to understand that many of these algorithms may have an open source component to it and the terms and conditions of the open source may mandate that some level of code needs to be publicly disclosed keeping in spirit with using open source libraries but i definitely believe that if there is a law that mandates that you have to keep the algorithms completely public there's going to be a lot of resistance to it because no one would want to have the entire source code made publicly available it's the secret sauce for the company right so if it's they the give that out sauce. imagine coca cola saying hey guys here is our secret recipe so if you want to uh, tech companies to mandate them to give give out the source code so maybe a partial uh, understanding that will make i don't know lawmakers more comfortable and even the people more comfortable if they can understand the code so even if you push for partial disclosure nivedita again it varies from industry to industry 
it varies in terms of how much proprietary code has been written and how much open source has been used. It also depends on what is it that is being disclosed. Mm -hmm. Is it a main functionality of a tool or is it a certain tab in a tool? So I think there are multiple factors to take into account. But what I can tell you from 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 an IP owner perspective Hmm. is they would be very uncomfortable even disclosing a part of their secret sauce uh, to the public or to to a regulator or to a government, which is why, for example, when you file a copyright application for a source code, people don't file the entire code. They may file the first three pages and last three pages to comply with the filing requirement. But there would be a huge hesitancy in disclosing even a part of the code if mandated by law. That would be a big challenge. So if it's that tough only for just normal coding, a coding which will learn and therefore evolve, you know, evolve, sure, we'll use the word evolve because AI learns and becomes better because of its learnings. If the problem will become manif- uh, will become much bigger and whatever they give at the time of, at like even if they're like, whatever they give, it keeps changing, right? So it will always be backdated anyway. 100%. What the algorithm could look like today and what it looks like three months down the line, completely different or could be completely different. It would be a hard time to convince. I mean, even if you look at the confidential information or the trade secret, if, if you treat algorithms as a trade secret, which you can, it defeats the entire purpose of keeping that secret sauce commercially secret because mm-hmm. that's what's driving business and potentially competitors or would-be competitors get a huge head start if they get access to this when a giant maybe has spent billions of dollars and several years and thousands of manners to create version one, version two, constantly evolve it, you know, keep checking an AI algorithm to see where it's learning, constantly feeding data sets. It would be commercially a death knell if, uh, you know, some of this was mandated to be made public. There's also the issue of deep fakes, which are hap- which is prevalent in social media where recently there was a, there were like modified videos of Trump being arrested, uh, right? and they became quite famous. So will AI make this problem much worse? And will it lead to more fake news then, more believable fake news? I definitely think that AI has a tool to make deepfakes a big headache. I think, think, again, from an IP perspective, while there are definitely uh, trademark and copyright issues with deepfake, because I can potentially create a deepfake with a celebrity's name or a likeness let's say their voice and create a fake news, the example you just gave, or I can potentially use a copyrighted work to create a deep fake. And if it's completely run by a a self-learning algorithm, then the chances and the accuracy and the potential danger that these deep fakes can cause, whether to commercial interests or to a larger societal interest, can be very dangerous. In my view, while deep fakes certainly have certain IP risks to it, I think the larger issue are around privacy as well and us being able to control our own likenesses it being prevented from being made into a deep fake so there are real challenges on both the privacy and the ip front with deep fakes and i don't think ai really offers solution i think it tends to add to the problem a little bit my last question for you is about data privacy since you brought that up how much of an issue is data privacy when it comes to ai and will it have any implications in intellectual property rights 
data itself can constitute IP in whatever form the data is written. So by that very understanding itself, whatever data is created, whatever output is created or fed into an AI system has deep IP implications in terms of ownership of that data. Even if I use an AI tool to generate output data for, let's say, customer trends in the fashion industry, but I use an AI tool for it. The underlying input data and the output data has IP to it. So I think securing that IP through this generation of data becomes important. In the context of bias, in the context of deep fakes, there's definitely a huge data privacy issue that, that sort of needs to be addressed and is, is a fairly obvious issue. I think it's a very interesting area with a lot of questions and very little answers at the moment. Everyone is just sort of waiting, you know, waiting to see what happens and who takes the first step. I think the most famous case that we have is the Dabas case where South Africa and Australia held that an AI system could be an inventor in a patent application, but US, UK, and even India rejected that premise. There are contradictory stands being taken by various nations, including India itself. So it is heartening to at least see that conversations are happening policy level to see what can be done, what should be done. But I do think it needs to move at a faster pace to at least get to some guidelines or some parameters that we can consider. Otherwise, it's just going to become something that's very, very difficult to regulate. Are the Indian courts specifically looking into issues related to AI? Can you give us some examples on that? So I think there are, from an IP perspective and to my knowledge, there are some areas of an AI tool that, that, that have been the subject of some cases, but not really in the context of ownership, but mm -hmm. in the context of how some of these AI tools work to prevent or promote trademark infringement or copyright infringement. And we've had some of these cases from 2008 till date. But the more complex ones, like what we have with what we had with Dabas and artists suing AI platforms, I don't think we have yet in India, though I do think that it's not too far away when Indian courts have to litigate on this. Is the Indian court system prepared to handle such cases? Yeah, I, I do think so. I do think that with the formation of special intellectual property divisions in the Delhi High Court and now recently in the Madras High Court, systems are being put in place. There is a lot of technical help that is taken by judges on convoluted IP issues and that's been there even before the IP divisions were formed. We are also seeing increasing cases around tech and IP overlap, let's say in the context of domain names. Quite recently, we are seeing criminal complaints being filed where there is a mobile app being created for impersonation and committing public fraud. So I do think that some of these overlapping issues, not maybe as complex as AI ownership as on date, but they're still going to court. And I still think we're getting good judgments. We have good judges. I think the IP fraternity in India is very progressive. So I wouldn't see a challenge in being able to articulate these issues before the judge and for the judge to appreciate it as well and render judgment based on what is happening in India and around the world. The short answer is I do think that there is the capability within the judicial system to deal with issues like this. Okay, so there, while you were speaking, I just remembered one question which I thought might be interesting. So social media companies and e-marketplaces, they use AI to give you more content. So is that being regulated and are there IP issues related to that? IP issues can come up Nivedita, if you are promoting content that you're not authorized to promote, you're using someone else's IP without their permission. 
So for example, under trademark law, even advertising someone else's trademark without their permission or promoting it constitutes a ground for trademark infringement. There is there is footing in existing IP laws in India to prevent unauthorized use of someone else's IP, whether it's a trademark or a copyright by these by, by these uh, platforms. And there is precedent from court as well. Thank you so much for joining us today.